Welcome to Savage. I'm your host, Kelsey Kenry, CEO, wife, and mom of three. This is where you find the aligned strategy and mindset shifts to unleash your power, unlock your freedom, and step into your full potential as a CEO. Every episode is full of tough love and hard truths with a side of tactical guidance to expand your success. You ready? Let's do the damn thing. Good morning, friends. I'm very excited because today we are about to have an incredible, very, very informational, educational, awesome conversation with my friend, Ashley. And we are going to be talking all about email marketing. So if you are a business owner, you definitely want to sit down, stick with us for a few minutes, and I'm going to bring her on and let her tell you more about herself, what she does. And we're going to talk about email strategy, and we're going to talk about all the fun things. So let's welcome her here. Hi. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, me too. I think I need some of that Florida glow though, because I definitely don't have that here in Ohio. It's okay. It's only like two months until you're here. I know. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Before I dig in and start asking you, I'm going to like just let you shed your amazing projector wisdom today. So I have so many questions for you. Tell everybody who you are, what you do, a little bit more about the business, obviously, all the good Yeah. Okay. So yeah, my name is Ashley DeLuca. I am an email marketing strategist. And what I specifically focus on is bringing conversational email marketing to life within your email marketing platform and strategy and business and all of the things. And so what I really focus on doing is going through the process of like holistically looking at your entire business and be able to help you kind of nail down like how email marketing can first and foremost, like be part of that, but then also to, to be able to support your other efforts within business. And so one of my favorite things ever is to be a team player, to be part of all the pieces and all the things, because yeah, as a projector, I always have, I always say I have an opinion on things, but I was like, my, my zone of genius though is always just email. So primarily focus, done for you, email marketing. That's kind of like my bread and butter. And then I also do that alongside of my three-year-old who I did get to actually sit down. Like usually he's like all over the place, like wanting to be live as well. So we may have a special guest later, but yeah. We can, we can have a special Ask Nick Anything addition to this. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. His new favorite word is deer. So we may hear a lot about deer. <laughs> I got love seeing you guys out on your, on your together. So yeah, this is this is really, really cool because I know that so many of my clients that I work with, like they have successful businesses, they have clients, but they are so like email marketing is so underutilized. And this was even, you know, before I was with you, because those of you that don't know, Ashley and I have a very unique relationship in that she's one of my favorite people. We've had a relationship for quite a long time. She's been a client of mine. She's also on my team, my business and helps you with my email. And so it's beautiful, like mesh of all the good things. But I just so interesting to me how many business owners either feel really lost when it comes to email marketing. That to me, when I think about like putting our business brain on, it's like it's mm-hmm. important things I think we need to have in our business. So do you see that like when you come into a lot of these businesses that people are just like really using it because they don't know how. 
Yeah. You know, there's kind of two pieces or two sides to email marketing. You have like the tech side and then you have the writing side. And so a lot of times for a lot of business owners, they're really good at one or the other. And they like, are like, I can write all day, every day. But when it comes to actually sending out the email or segmenting or creating an automation, like peace out, like that's not my thing. And so it could also be on the other side. Yeah. And so on the other side, it's also with like the tech stuff too. Like you could be very proficient in the tech. You could be like, yeah, like I can set up Dubsado services for days. But when it comes over to Flowdesk, I'm like, what the heck is going on over here? Like what, what what's happening? So, you know, there's definitely that like in-between balance in regards to it, just like that knowledge gap. But then at the same time too, underneath all of that, there's just so many options. And so a lot of times what ends up happening is like we feel this massive amount of overwhelm because there are so many different sequences that could be created. There's so many things you could do. And so oftentimes we get lost in the land of like, okay, well, what makes most amount of sense for me right now? And that's what I usually help with is being able to kind of narrow down all the ideas and all the things into like, okay, what's going to really help the business now? And like, what also can we start to add in as well too for long-term growth? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where it's one thing to, when your strategy is just kind of like, let me email my list once a week, which I think is better than nothing that when you bring in that like zoomed out perspective. So tell me a little bit more for everybody they're interested, like, what what is that look like? What's the difference in just in that regular email? Yeah. So my definition of it is essentially everything when it comes to that email, I want it to feel like a conversation. So mm-hmm. a lot of times we'll start to use more so like storytelling within our emails or using analogies in order to bring that in. And those are great. But then there's also kind of the bigger picture strategy in regards to with how the emails look. How are they presented? Like you can have a story, but then also have people look at it and be like, oh, I think that's a sales email. So I'm good. Like I'm passing it along. So there's like the actual copy and the strategy, but then also too, there's the visuals, there's the actual flow, there's the bigger picture of like, who are we sending this to? And what is the relationship that I have with that person? And so that's where a lot of times the segmentation comes in and being able to kind of identify, okay, so who are kind of like more of like my top peeps? We're like, the most engaged people at like, where, where are they in the midst of all of it? And that allows for you to be able to then talk to them a little bit more specifically as opposed to broadly and really start to create more of that deeper level connection and conversation in email. Mm. And I think that's so important because you know everything about like, I think that at the very base of our business and in our foundation, like that human to human connection is what matters that in email or in social media, it's really easy to kind of lose that connection. And so I think that being able to like use that into things that, you know, are like, oh, I do that because that's salesy or I don't want to post that to where it's like there is a way that it can be done that's smart on the business strategy side, but is also you genuinely care about people, right? Exactly. A hundred percent. And I think that's like the deeper level piece of it is that like, you know, everyone has heard, I'm sure heard the saying of like selling is serving and vice versa as well too. Like being able to then encompass that on the email marketing side in a way that was like, Hey, like I'm opening this door. Like I want you to be aware of like, 
what is available to you, what that can look like. And I think that's something as well, too, even within like Kelsey's like general marketing, if you guys look like she's definitely 100% really good at just like opening the door for possibility. And I think that's like the key piece of the conversation or when you're even having conversations in real life, because that's the way that I look at it is like, how can I just like open the door and be able to like give them a little bit of a different perspective? You know, don't make them feel wrong about it. Don't invalidate what they're doing. But like really just be like, well, what about this? And like more of like that suggestion type follow as opposed to more so of like, I don't want to say dictator because my three-year-old has been a little bit of a dictator lately, but more so just like, no, this is the only way in the right way is what I'm getting at. And I think, you know, just from sales, there's a place for each of those things and people respond to different strategies. And I like that, like, that's the other thing about email is like, I think it's if we learn to kind of shift our perspective around it to where it can be more of like a play place. One of the most important things I think that I learned from you is in one of our conversations when basically the short summary of it is like starting to look at emails more like to where it's you stop expecting necessarily conversions from emails, but it's another opportunity plant a seed maybe in a different area on a different level and having that perspective has been so helpful for my I think that a lot of people email or social media they're looking for it to be like the thing the key the like the breakthrough if I do this then it will work kind of thing and yeah yep. our business is like that it's like how can we utilize all of the path in the best way possible what you're saying is like Use email marketing as another tool to build relationships, right? A hundred percent. And I think that's the coolest thing. Like, I'll take my own business into an example. Like, I've been sending emails now in my own business for well over five years. They'll get DMs from people who are like, I remember when... And they'll describe like a specific email, like that I like shared a specific life event. And they'll be like, yeah, I remember when you were back doing this. Like, what are you doing now? Like, I just randomly found you again. And like the who follow section. And it's like, again, like, like those little planted seeds, like, you know, within relationships, like you think about like your best friend, like you aren't just best, best friends on day one, right? Like there was a process. You're just like, oh, wow. Like you meet them again at the grocery store. And then, you know, you have another pass by and email is the same way. Because when you go through the process of sending out that email, like the first thing that most people notice is who it's from. They're like, who is this from? Like, and then that very moment, that's when they can then decide in their brain. They're like, they then associate you with either like whatever it is that you're perceiving. And so let me like clarify that. So the way that I look at it within the email marketing space. So obviously you have the name and then the subject line. And so a lot of times within relationships, most people in their inbox are looking at the names. And so when they're going through and they're skimming and they come across Ashley or Kelsey, they're then going to remember the conversations that they had over on social media, past emails that you've sent out. And that's what's going to then allow for that recognition for you to then be able to get opened as opposed to just pass on by because you have that built up like those I want to say almost like relationship credits build up from past emails that you've sent and even interactions that you've had over on social as well. Mm, That's so good, Ashley, because now I'm thinking about like the psychology of this when it comes to sales and business. And it's like when it's resonant, it's relevant, like because you're present in their lives, they're more likely to remember those things. I love, I love that. So let me ask you this. So you address like the overwhelm that people kind of feel around email and I'm sure a lot of it's like 
the tech side unless there's the tech people like I can do the funnels and so I'm going to set up the funnels and not as all my done for you clients are like I'll put my business on the back burner because I'm doing business for everybody else and then there's like yeah. other service providers who are like I want to funnel <laughs> so if we can if you give somebody an email right there's subject lines there's the what's it the preview line there's the body now what things that could be like it maybe an easy checklist like make sure that you kind of always think of things what would you say yeah so generally speaking the, the very first thing before you even get started it's really incredibly important to have some direction and where do you want to go? A lot of times what ends up happening is we'll sit down at the computer and we'll be like, okay, cool. Let's go ahead and write this email out. But a lot of times we need, and especially if you're a generator, if we're going to go like human design route, like you need something that's going to prompt you on along. And so yeah. for me as a projector, I'm like, here's my entire brain and an entire email. And that doesn't necessarily also serve my, like the people on the other side, because you're just got like an entire dose of all the things with no context. Yeah. No like container around it. And now you probably feel really overwhelmed because you got my entire brain. And so having an outline is really incredibly important for anybody on the table because it allows for you to be able to create structure and basically create bookends in regards to what's in the middle. So if we're thinking about emails as like little baby books, essentially you have like the beginning and the end and then you got the juicy middle. Yeah. And so having the outline gives you structure. So that way, once you get over to the body copy, you can be really more so precise. You can be a lot more condensed. You know exactly where you're starting, what the middle piece is, and where you want to go without getting on like 60 different rabbit holes or 60 different loops. Or on the flip side, you're not getting writer's block either. And so this is like the way that I kind of foolproof my brain. So that way, as someone who like writes all the time within different containers and different things, like having prompts allows for me to be able to start my brain and be like, okay, cool. Like, let's go do the things. So that's the first thing. Second thing, once you have the body copy, that's when you can then go up to the top. So don't start with like your subject line and preview, go into your body copy first, get the message, get the juiciness. And then think about in regards to with your subject line, what can you create that's open-ended? One of the biggest things right now is curiosity. And a lot of times, you know, after they go through and like read your name, they're then going to go over to the subject line and see, okay, cool. Does this apply to where I'm at right now? Or is it like enticing enough where I'm going to be like, oh, I want to know what she's actually talking about. Yeah. And so sometimes like for some of my clients, you know, depending on their audience, precision does matter. So like three ways to X works really well for some of my clients. For others, it's definitely more so just kind of like that open-ended curiosity where it's just kind of like, it's not fluffy, but it's also just like, hmm, okay, what is she talking about? Like that's the kind of the thought process. I have to interrupt you, but I feel like that, like thinking about my emails now, I feel like it almost needs to, like it mimics the person and the relationship because like my business, like I the way that I get clients, they come and they experience me in some way. And then they're like, I want more. Well, it might be like, oh, I'm interested in the offer. And then they go see who the person's from. And I'm kind of the opposite. So I feel the thing with like, by like the curiosity really well for my, that they're like, oh, what does Kelsey have to say? Oh, now that I've heard her say it, okay, step into whatever is next, right? Yes. And that's definitely like a common theme within like coaches in general, but especially for you, because a lot of times it's, it's definitely more so from the sake of like, 
and this is just from my own experience of being able to be like, I know she drops gold nuggets on Insta. So like now I know it's going to be happening over an email as well. And I think that's also like a really big point as well too, of being able to just like cross pollinate and being able to take your content and pull it out more because a lot of times not everybody sees it over on Instagram. And so a lot of times like revision, changing out the headline really easily makes another email that then allows for you to be able to take your like juicy gold nuggets and share it with an audience who may be on an Instagram hiatus or who may not have missed it because, you know, they're still stuck in the scroll or Instagram didn't notify them or whatever that may be. So that's also for another way as well too to be able to really take your efforts and amplify them yeah and I like that point because one of my clients when we were talking about email the other day she was like nobody reads their emails because she's one of those people that doesn't read emails and I'm like that's your projection because that's your position but a lot of people don't see things on social media especially with algorithms and how all this shit works like if somebody subscribes to your list, like, yes, of course, sometimes it goes to spam, but like they're already subscribing to where they say they want to hear from you more. So I that remembering like just because the same story over here doesn't mean that everybody saw it. And it's the same thing on the platform. I'm like, you can have a topic that you want to address. You can do a reel. You can talk about it in your stories and you can do a written post because like I mostly just watch stories and like everybody that I talk to kind of takes in content differently. So I just think it's yep. this pathway. So I like what you said, going back to kind of like your second tip about like writing the body first and then going back to like playing with basically like curiosity, like some specificity around that, that yep. one that I do the same thing when I write posts, like my written posts. And then I'm like, I, what I think that's been like a flat, like, Thinking about magazine covers or like newspaper headlines, because that's like that curiosity of like the hook, right? So do you have any hacks like that for subject lines for people? Yeah. So if you're like brand new and you're like, I don't even know what to even make my subject line and you're kind of wanting to learn the basics, definitely check out subjectline.com. And then there's another one as well too. It's called co-schedule headline analyzer. That one is like way more in depth in regards to with like kind of understanding the psychology and then like the way you use the words and stuff like that. Those are great beginner pieces. If you're somebody who has mm-hmm. is like a lot more experienced, you've done email for a while, you know, generally speaking, you can look back and you can kind of take a look and see which ones have received more opens. But also within that as well, too, just paying attention to what is getting you opens on social media, right? Like what is getting you more engagement? What is getting you more likes? Because a lot of times those structures that you use on social media for headlines and openers and all of that actually work on email as well. And so if anything at all, open rates are always testing, right? It's one of those things where like, regardless of what it is that you say, sometimes like it may just not land and that's totally okay. You know, there are sometimes structures that you can look at, but then also too, it's just about like, just throwing it out there, like actually hitting send because the people who need to hear the message are going to see it. They're going to open it and they're going to like dive into it. So yes. And you know, I love that message. Okay. So start with the outline first, do the body copy and then curiosity within the subject lines. I can't add one more. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So the next piece within that is obviously like your preview text, which is definitely heavily underutilized and not used as much as what a lot of other people like you think would. And this is something also too that email marketing platforms have started to make a lot easier for you to add in 
because some platforms you'd have to actually code it in in order to be able to get your preview text added in. So yeah, making sure that your preview text then is the opposite of what your subject line is. So for an example, if your subject line is like precise and like the three ways to X, you want to use curiosity within the preview text and then flip it in regards to it being able to do that. Now, there are some that I'll keep with the curiosity because that just literally makes like more sense for the email, especially if it's not like three ways to do 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 do. Like if it's more story based, like add a piece into it. But just think about the preview text as kind of like the additional like scoop that then allows for them to be able to get an idea of what's inside. Hmm. So good. So good. Okay. So if somebody is. Let's speak to, cause I, I, you've given a lot of great tips on like the actual structure of the email and kind of how to lay that out. Talk to me about someone who is feeling like nobody's reading their emails. They're struggling with, you know, open rates or clicks or whatever. Like they're looking at these analytics and, or they're just not really like motivated to write emails. Like what would you say to kind of inspire them to, to make some changes or to step forward with? Yeah. So starting off first with motivation piece, if you're not motivated to write or you feel like you don't have anything to say, that's okay to take a step back. I Mm -hmm. actually like even myself, like I took like a pretty long hiatus from even emailing my list because Mm -hmm. I was just in a place where I was like, I don't really know what to say. Like I, what I want to talk about really isn't going to serve you. Like it just doesn't like do any of the things. And so two weeks ago, I ended up sending out like my first email where I was like, okay, I feel good. I feel grounded. Like I'm ready to do this. And here's like a little bit about what happened. And then here's what you can expect moving forward. So it's okay to take a break. First and foremost, if you're just not feeling it, like it's totally good. No one's going to die. Just communicate, yeah. right? Like you can just let them know like, hey, it's going to be a couple weeks. It'll be six months. I mean, mine just ended up being that, you know, a pretty long period of time. It's yeah. So on the flip side, so essentially you're, you're like, you're motivated to do it. You're like, okay, I'm here for it, but I haven't been getting what I like was expecting or the results. The yeah. first and foremost is there's a lot of variables with an email marketing. You know, there's the audience variables of like, okay, where are these people from? How long have they been on your list? Or have you changed maybe your business model or your niche? And now you have people who aren't necessarily your ideal clients that are on there. And now it's a little bit confusing. And so, you know, I think the first part is your audience. So taking a look at your audience and saying, okay, cool. Like, are these people my ideal clients? Yes or no? Now, it doesn't mean you have to just like delete everything and start over if you swap. It's about communicating and letting them know that like, hey, just as a heads up, like this is what you probably signed up for my list for. Like, you know, I'm, I'm going to use cookies because like, I'm craving cookies today. But like I used to be this cookie expert. I used to like eat all these cookies and review them for you. And now I'm over here reviewing hamburgers. And now, you know, it's something maybe completely different. And so within that, all you have to do is communicate that and be like, hey, this is what I'm here for. If you are looking for more cookie reviews, go check out Cookie Sally over here. Like she's phenomenal. She's amazing. Like that's your person and giving people the like permission to leave. Now on the other side, well, I guess more in continuation of that, once you've done that, that's when you can start then to be able to continue to send out your hamburger emails essentially, right? Like talking about how much you love hamburgers. And then Mm -hmm. after kind of a 90 day period, 
you can then take anybody who's been unengaged and put them in a re-engagement sequence just to happen to see maybe it was ending up in spam and they didn't see these amazing hamburger emails or whatever that case may be, right? And then that way you can clean it out and then you can start afresh. Generally speaking, once you go through the process of like gradually getting people out, your open rates are going to rise as you allow more people to leave. So if you have a group of a thousand and just for an example, 500 leave, like obviously like that's going to then turn your open rate into, you know, a much smaller percentage where of that 500 who are engaged, more of them are open because they're engaged. So that's kind of like the the easiest hack in regards to it being able to like take a look at your audience and get really excited about who's on your list. But I also think as well too, that a lot of times it's just about taking a step back and looking at the big picture and seeing, okay, cool. Like, you know, maybe my list hasn't grown as much and that's why like my list is a little stagnant or man, I've been really inconsistent about emailing and I've just been pitching them all the time. So of course they're not going to open. So yeah, there's just a lot of variables to look at and then look at it in a way of like, well, what could I create that would get me excited? You know, yeah. because that's also like another huge thing as well. It's like, you have to get excited about what you're doing. Otherwise, like, like we're in business to have fun as well. And so like, for me, I like to just keep people fun too. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that you brought up the point. I think there's a lot of people like it's, it's with anything. I think there's a place for us to kind of like, want to be detached emotionally especially when it comes to business from like not not detached but looking at things through a non-emotional lens especially when it comes to like putting ourselves like I will tell my clients like put let's put back on your data brain analytical brain for a second in this and let's actually see like what are things we are in control of and change and so for a lot of times like people are unsubscribing I'm like good because they aren't your clients. So it's okay. It's the same thing as social media. When people unfollow you, it's like, good, that person's not aligned with what you teach or they don't. And that's us being okay with that as people pleasers. And like, I think with our content emails that like people are going to drive and that's okay because there will also be people that are like, I'm here for this. And so I think that there's your email that was bigger not necessarily the case. I think it's more about like having, like you said, the engaged people, the people who who are active with in your inbox, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, for me, I always, when I go to sit down, like I think about that one person and lately for me, like the way that I've been writing a lot of like my content or even like my emails now is I think about that one other single mom who has a three-year-old who wants to be able to like gain a little bit of her time back and like have some emails set up in her business. Right. And so for me that like really, like that's like really deeply rooted into like who I'm like really passionate about, like being able to help serve as like other moms, like not that like, I love dads too, but you know, anyways, but like, that's like what gets me into that. And that's what gets me excited. And that's what also helps me detach because I realized that like, at the end of the day, it's not just necessarily for me about the dollar signs. Like, yes, that helps me like provide for my son and all the things, but I just want people to be able to also gain some of their time back. So that way they can spend it like that time with their kids as well. Yeah. yeah. And the cool thing is that most times like you know, that I've your, your income will follow your impact. And so yeah. your focus will value. How can I provide a space for them to feel safe? how can I create relationships with my people? It's people buy from people that they like and who they trust. And and that comes from genuinely caring about people, which is like yesterday I was 
my hat actually really care about my people. That's yeah. That's the post, you know, (laughs) making it a conversation and speaking to that one person and like talk about things that do like if they matter to you, like most of us, our ideal client is some version of ourselves. And so I think last that I have of email marketing specifically is for email marketing specifically, what are anything that really covered that you are really yeah you know gosh I mean listen like I kind of alluded to this earlier but I could like talk about this all day every day I could like give you my entire brain in the probably the span of like 20 minutes I think you know honestly the biggest thing is just go and do the things you know when I originally started I had no idea what I was doing like at all like I had just looked up some random articles inside of some Facebook groups and I just kind of went for it and so you're going to learn what works best by doing. And, you know, it's something that like, yes, you can listen, like to me speak all day. You can listen to other email marketing experts talk about email, but really what's going to work best for you is going to be based off the data that you collect based off of your audience, because you're unique. Your ideal client is unique. Your offer is unique. And so within all of that, like being able to then curate emails or create emails or create flows, like everyone's going to be different based off of that. And no two are ever the same. So just go out and do the things, collect your own data and, you know, be unattached from the results in the process and know that like, it'll all work out. It's a long-term strategy. Yeah. Setting the goal of like, just do it and just email your, what happens. And so we just, it's all, but I would love for you to take a couple minutes experience and and watching or might be interested Gosh, okay. It's almost like one of those questions of like, where do you even like begin, right? I mean, there's so many different pieces and so many different like layers. Gosh, okay. So I would say there's a lot of things I could say. That's that's the real big thing. One of the really cool things um, specifically that I love about Kelsey is Kelsey walks the walk. And one of the things that is really incredibly important for me, even within like who I work with, who I work with, not just with like on a client level, but also in like a mentorship level, you know, it's really incredibly important for me that they are doing the things that they're doing. Like, it's not like I'm going to post about this on Instagram, but then you're going to see me not doing the things five minutes later on my stories. Right. Like every single day, I feel almost every single day. I think I've always seen Kelsey go and work out like always. And what's really interesting is that, like, that was one of the things that, like, really made me, like, oh, I really like Kelsey. Like, I want to learn how to work out every single day. Like, that was that was one of the pieces because I was, like, with underneath of that is consistency, discipline, motivation, being able to, like, keep committed to yourself. And, like, deeper down, like, that is really, I think, what we focus on and work on. And, you know, a lot of times it's not necessarily, like, the flashy, like, this is what you're going to make in the next six months. So this is what's going to happen. Like, it's just a deeper level stuff. And I just really appreciated how you were able to hold me through that and to be able to kind of guide me from somebody who is a couple feet ahead of me, if not miles, and be able to support me through pieces that I didn't know that I was going to walk through or what to expect. But you took every twist and turn with me. And I think that like really allows for people to see and really know that like, it's like the real deal, like in all aspects and always and being able to hold both business and life because... Like you have to have both. Like it's just, that's part of like what you preach and what you do. And that's how I felt supported is in 
in both capacities, which I really, really loved. Things that were previously knocking down. Love you very much. Any last words? Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I really appreciate it. I know we're going to hang out again in about an hour, but yeah, no, just gosh, thank you so much for allowing me to share. And if there's anything that I can do for any of you, feel free to reach out. Let me know. I'm more than happy to give any clarifying advice because sometimes I know there's, there's a lot that gets shoved into these little lives. So more than happy to help within that. And just thank you so much, Kelsey. Like, thank you so much for being part of my world, part of my life. Thank you for always supporting me within all, I get all the twists and turns that like we've gone through over the past. I mean, it's definitely been well over six months, but I always think in a six month container, you know, of like the past twists and turns. And I'm just so incredibly appreciative of you and your light and what you bring into this space. Tell everybody like, where's, what, what offers do you have open if they're looking for? Yeah, so the best place to hang out with me is over on Instagram. So you can just tap at Ashley K. Deluna. And then in regards to with offers and all that really good fun stuff, I'm currently currently doing all those things within done for you clients. So um, anything in regards to with like sequences, if you're like prepping for an upcoming launch and you want some, some support within like being able to strategize and figure out well, what do I even need? What does this look like? You know, being able to plan out all those pieces, something I can definitely help with as well too. And kind of like my main, my main little focus right now is just being able to help get people one step closer to being able to implement their email marketing. Thank you, Ashley, so much. Yay, thank you. Yeah. If you are a CEO or entrepreneur, I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there. CEO Power Hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing, or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on. This guidance, along with the ideas and inspiration from other powerful women, allows you to be fully immersed in the energy of being supported and learn in a completely new way so that you can expand your business and your life to the next level. I created CEO Power Hour to bring together powerful business owners for connection, collaboration, and coaching. This is your invitation, and it's free. The link is in the show notes, so I hope to see you at our next monthly meeting.